You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia brought to you on this great community radio station 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We've got a great show for you this morning. Uh, First up we've got Michael Portelli coming on to tell us about WPF planning to race. We'll hear more about that shortly. And we have David Hunter coming on, who won the fun Melton race that we had on Saturday. Great result, too. And also, Grant Patterson coming on, who won the one Thaggy series race that Charlie Gretsch is uh, running. Also, Izzy Haydar from uh, Sydney, manager of the new One Loft race, the Blue Hills One Loft race in Sydney. John Judd coming on from the VPO to give us the VPO results. And Shane from Pretty Sally Home Hardware, the business winner in the One Thaggy series on Saturday. And lots more surprises coming up here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Let's get on with the show. And we're going to say hello to our bananas. They're not on special this week. Tony McPherson and Tony Barbara, B1 and B2, our Pigeon Radio Australia bananas in pajamas. And it's a very good morning to Mr. Tony Barbara. Hello, Tony Barbara. How are you? Good evening and good day to B1, good day to Penny Panther, and good day to everybody around the world. I'm very good, Ivan. Yeah, you're all right. How are your birds Otherwise, going? At least this week, we're a bit happy. You're happier, are you? Yeah, because uh, we will be able to raise the pigeons somehow. Oh, we'll see. We'll see in a minute, mate. And um, a very good morning to Mr. Tony McPherson. Oh, good day, Ivan. How are we going? Yeah. And, uh, Good day, B two, and 
Um, hello to the Pink Panther when he comes on and um, g'day to everyone around the world um, from the Down Under. All right, g'day to everybody. And, yes, talking about Pink Panther, he's... He's here. He's arriving. And now, introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia's know-it-all spy correspondent, Charlie Gretsch. Mr. Wonthaggy and Mr. Wallen and Mr. Gretsch. Hello. Hello there. How are you all? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, very good. Excellent. Mm, that's good, mate. Tell us anything you got to tell us that's important to open the show, or we'll just continue on. Oh, please just say like always. But um, I'm waiting for my mate to come on, Mr. Portelli. Oh well, we're talking about your mate, Mr. Portelli. He's on the line, and uh, it's a very good morning to Mr. Michael Portelli. Hello, Michael, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia once again. Hello. You thought I hung up on Charlie, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no way you would. <laughs> How are you, Zola? Yeah, good, mate. Good, good. Now, tell us, Michael, a few phone calls from the Western Pigeon Federation this morning uh, telling us that uh, they might be able to race on the weekend. Um, yeah, look, we had a uh, board meeting uh, yesterday, Ivan, and... Um, Discuss uh, how, where we stand as far as uh, being able to run run some races um, under the current circumstances. Um, Ray Russell had spent quite a bit of time with the council trying to wrestle um, some some answers as to whether we'd be able to get into the rooms and whether we'd be able to basket at the WPF rooms and whatnot. And uh, although the situation's a little bit not an easy one, unfortunately, under the circumstances, we can't have many people there and we'd have to basket the birds outside. Um, but, look, we have chosen to start racing next weekend, all things going well. Um, they are starting with uh, two Wedderburns and two Midiacs uh, so they'll be obviously this weekend a uh, Wedderburn followed by another Wedderburn followed by Midiac and followed by Midiac. We'll then probably revisit uh, the situation and make sure everything is, is running um, to plan if possible, if there is any chance of running anything to plan in, in this current situation. Um, and then we will look at look further and see where we go from there. Uh, they do have intentions of running the Brutus Plate races. Uh, so at this stage, they are on the cards. Uh, a tough decision. It wasn't an easy sort of uh, decision to just say yes uh, and go and do that. A lot of thought was put into, you know, into it and um, it was a very close decision one way or the other. Uh, so, but look, we run a system that's a majority rule system and majority one to race and go try and go forward with the breeders' plate races. So that's the path they're taking as of the moment. All right. And, yeah, so what do you reckon our chances are? I, I spoke to Ray Russell this this morning and uh, he, he advised me that he's trying very hard to get it through and it looks positive. So what do you, what's your opinion on it? 
Oh, look, Ivan, as far as the races go, I guess, um, look, people are getting out there and and doing some sort of racing and and they have been able to do it. I guess uh, our biggest biggest, uh, problems will be, um, obviously, you know, you can only have small numbers of people there to work and and birds coming there at, at, like, people fairly... Um, spread out to get people coming separately, obviously. I think you're only allowed a couple at a time coming. So it's going to be a, you know, a, a tough, tough situation for us and we'll do our very best to accommodate. Um, as I say, we, I guess we'll see after the first week um, how things pan out if we get the opportunity. It, uh, like I say, there's people that are willing to, you know, uh, get into it and give people a chance to race. Um, it's hard to know how many people are racing. It, it seems there is a, a lot of um, people still really keen to race. There are the ones that have switched off as well. So it's going to be, look, it's the, the it's not the uh, best of situations to be racing under, but um, I guess we just, they've just tried to do the best they can under the circumstances. Well, I suppose, Michael, we've got to adapt to whatever situations are confronting us at the, at the, at the present minute and just try and do the best we can. Yeah, look, um, that's a situation we face with, unfortunately, Ivan. Um, look, I know, you know, it's difficult because you've got people who have been able to, you know, probably training pigeons, really. Some people have probably been training the whole way along, then you've got other people who have been not in that situation to do that. So it is it is a difficult situation, you know. It's uh, you love you love to keep things as fair as you possibly can, um, and either way you go, I suppose you know, you people are going to be happy with the situation, and some people are not going to be happy with the situation. And unfortunately, um, very hard to keep everybody happy all of the time. And I guess you can only, as you go, as you said. With, circumstances try to do what you can do um you know I'm, I'm not totally wrapped about everything that's gone you know gone the way it has but at the end of the day look you uh you have to uh go with like i say a majority rule that's what we've always done um and at this stage we have those races planned and that's the way we'll go all right yeah now here's your mate charlie gretz you got any questions for michael mate how are you? How are you, my dear friend, Charlie Greg? Um, excellent, mate. Excellent. That's um, very good to hear, I, mate. I don't ring you anymore. What I do is I wait for oh, the moment, so I write look, a lot of questions down, so I can make up for the times where I can't get you. So that's all right. I, th- I think I've lost about half my friends from not not answering my phone. So, but I hope most of them know what I'm like. I'm a lazy, not lazy. I just get sidetracked, mate. And these days, the older I get, the more I seem to forget. So, my apologies to anybody I've uh, not rang back. I try to remember you all. Um, so no, no, um, no disrespect, um, meant by anything, that's for sure. Well, Ivan calls me the ideas, man, and I thought of an idea, and that was instead of ringing you, I'll just write all the questions down. So that's, a, good, that's a very good idea, mate. I can't not, I can't not answer you that way, can I? <laughs> well, that way I can keep my questions till, you know, days like today, you know. So, go for it, mate. Go for it. The first one for you, Mike, is with the Breeders' Plate, mm. obviously, um, there's a lot of federations have got. Plates ready to want to race and everything. Have you got an yeah. idea when that will that will be? Oh, look, Ivan, uh, Charlie, it's um, you would have to take into obviously consideration, you know, the people who have not been able to get out there. So, 
you know, people sort of think, yeah, you can just go out 240 miles and, and chuck pigeons in races and they're all going to get home. And, um, you know, that's not the case. Pigeons, pigeons are resilient, yes, and you get pigeons home no matter what you do to them. But at the end of the day, you don't want to be tipping out half the birds either. So uh, that's why we've chose to go back to Wedderburn. Um, obviously, you know, you need a certain amount of races to be able to, you know, build the birds up. You can't just go bang, 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 you know, 100 mile, 200 mile, 300 mile, three weeks and, and race a breeder's plate because, uh, one, it's not fair on people, it's not fair on the birds. Um, there's, uh, you know, a lot of people in, in situations that weren't able to get out at all. Um, so you have to respect that. And, uh, look, I would I would dare say you would have to have at least a five or six week, probably a six week uh, period where, you know, people have had chance to race pigeons and put them in some reasonably good uh, races with a bit of time on the wing to give them half a chance. Would you would you make it like your last race of the series? Because um, it will give all the federations that do start racing a chance to, because obviously people, other feds will start different dates and, and what and try to get up to that stage. But if you made it, at the end of a series, well, you know it's going to be a certain distance, so it gives the other feds a... a oh, I, would, I would say that, look, they're not going to just sort of go three weeks and chuck a breeder's plate in, obviously. No. You would, you, would um, you know, uh, look at, like I say, we'll probably go four weeks of racing and, and see where we're at with, um, you know, the two uh, Wedderburns and the two Midiacs and then, uh, and then assess it again as to where we think we are um, as far as, you know, how the birds are going along and, and travelling along. But uh, you would put it as close to the end of the series as possible, obviously. Um, the only dramas and dilemmas we do have is, um, like, you know, it's very, very hard to keep pigeons switched on and um, now they start to mold flights. They start sitting in corners, pairing up with each other. The warmer weather comes in. Um, you know, people seem to think that you can chuck a pigeon in a race and, um, you know, they get home no problems. There's a, there's a lot of things to consider with them and uh, they definitely – it's hard enough keeping them switched on in a normal race season and um, when you're going well beyond that, uh, it's it'll be a very challenging uh, situation and they're going to be weekends that, that are – I mean, look, you look at this week alone, you know, we've, we've had very little rain up to this point and then, you know, uh, looking into racing and, and bang, we've got five or six days of rain and um, those things just – you know, happen, ha- happen and you've got to try and work around them as well, which also puts a, um, you know, puts you in a situation where you may you may miss out races again. So, you know, nothing nothing's in your favour at any time for, you know, any period of time. So I guess you just got to take it one week at a time and, and, and just see where you go. Hopefully we don't get stopped again and, and we can... Um, get maybe a six-week period where we get that opportunity and see what happens from there. No, what I'm saying, why I said that for Michael, is because a lot of guys that um, the birds in in your race that are from other feds. Yes. So um, it'd be good to see what stages they're up to and how far they've got with their birds, because obviously some will start a bit later, or you know to get to a distance you know, enough to be able to get those birds that they bought from your race to go into yeah. your race. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, our own members are in that same situation as well, Charlie. It's um, I can appreciate the situation. Like I said, we've got members that haven't stopped tossing, and then you've got members that haven't even given them a toss. They're just flying around the roof because that's all they could really do. So, you know, it's a tough situation for a lot of people, and you know, including the outside 
uh, members from different organisations. So it definitely isn't the ideal situation for a breeders' plate race. Um, unfortunately, like I said, we're going down that path because a lot of people do want to race and, and you know, like I say, you, you have a board meeting and you, you go with a majority vote and that's all you can really do. So if things pan out the way they should, I wish it was, you know, a, a great even playing field for everyone to give everyone a fair chance. Uh, but things don't always work out the way you'd like them to go. So um, I guess, you know, we go forward uh, from here and try our very best to accommodate as many people as we possibly can and give them a chance to, to get down get down to get to the race and um, hopefully get, get something out of it and, and uh, yeah, get a result. So really, um, like the WPF, the, the the main race that should really really be concentrating on is this breeders' plate. So to get everybody's birds um, ready for that actual race, yeah. not, not the other races. So if you start a bit, you know, instead of going all the way to Wedderburn, especially the guys that haven't raced, they're going to jump straight into Wedderburn. I know there's some people that toss, but the guys that couldn't because of, you know the lockdown situation and doing the right thing, and have done the right thing, they're sort of jeopardised by it's a big jump. I mean, you still well, got you still got twelve weeks before 13, 13 weeks or more. I haven't got you haven't got thirteen weeks, mate. I don't, I don't want to be I don't want to be racing at Christmas time. I can assure you. Well, it won't um, be Christmas. It won't be Christmas. But what I'm saying is, I think you. you I think you. Like, I know you'd want to have enough races, Charlie. But at the same time, too, mate, you don't want to be. You don't. Oh, I, I, don't I don't want to be racing in in you know December if that if that's possible. I mean. You know, the weather isn't going to stay. You get a warm day, pigeons that are not fit, they drop like flies, mate. Even in the, even when they are fit. So, um, you know, we're 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 in a bit of a race as far as you know, trying to avoid um, the real hot weather coming in. I mean, it gets to a stage sometimes where temperatures can stay, you know, you know, high twenties for long periods of time. So, um, I don't think we have a lot of time to play with. Um, what about the people that pull the pin? Some people suggest some people suggested to start at uh, Midiac, and I said, "Well, that's absolutely crazy because it's 240 miles." I said, "Drive it and you'll see." But I think, look, I think Wedderburn. We've all most of us have when we started racing had four. We had four races from Wedderburn, and um, most people would have got most of, most of their birds up to Wedderburn. Um, I, I I think look, they would handle Wedderburn all right. Um, you obviously have to use a little bit of common sense yourself as well. I mean, I'm not just going to go, um, you know, I'm going to look at the weather as well. I'm, 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 we've got a 40 bird limit, but I suppose, you know, you're still, I don't want to be sending 40 birds away and just lose half of them like that either. So um, I suppose you've got to look at uh, yourself and where you're at as well. Like if, you, if you don't think you're ready for it, um, I think it's a bad move to just chuck pigeons in and then you lose half of them because you've you've gained nothing. So, what about the guys? What about the guys, uh, Michael, that have actually pulled the pin? Because obviously it's been so late now, and as you know, we're already in um, getting into October, um, and unfortunately their season's gone now. So, yeah, what about those guys? Do they get anything back, or do they get rings, or is there some yeah. sort of initiation for these guys, or it's just bad luck? Oh look, I don't look. Unfortunately, Charlie, the situation is what it is. I put my argument forward. Like I said, um, there were a lot of uh, arguments put forward. All those things came into question. Um, 
it wasn't uh, a decision that was made, you know, um, like that, bang, bang, bang. Uh, it's not an easy situation um, and you've just got to go with, like I say, it was, I think the vote was for all and then uh, another vote was had to be made by, you know, made and, and this decision went one way rather than the other. So, um, look, like I said, it's very difficult to keep, Everybody happy, you're never going to do that. Um, for me, look, there might have been fairer ways to go, but at the end of the day, uh, like I say, you've got to go with the decision that was made. A lot of people were wanting to race. Uh, there are p- people that don't want to race. There are a lot of people that want to race. So either way you go, um, I guess there's always going to be people saying, you know, shit, I had my birds going, I've had them going all year now, we're not racing. Then you've got people to say exactly what you said where, I haven't been able to get out there. That's not fair, and you can see both sides of the both sides of the situation. So, uh, like I say, uh, this is a board decision. It's not a one person decision or a two people just making decision. It was a lot of thought went into it. Um, whether it was the right decision or not, well, you can't. I can't tell you one way or the other. To me, it's a uh, uh, decision that's been made by a majority vote, and that's the way you've got to go with it, I guess, Charlie. Yeah, I suppose, but, um, I mean, fair is fair. You've got people that have, um, that really, um, are, you know, that, um, what's, what's the word you use? You know, every year they've, um, you know, done their bit for the for these races and to get just, like, bad luck, you can't race, to me that's a bit unfair. Yeah, I, I, I mean, understand. If they, got their rings, if they can't race, they can't race. I understand. You know, they've got pictures and everything, but, you know, people got different. You can't just say, I'll oh, see you later. Charlie, but Charlie, in in saying that, Charlie, these people didn't have to pull the pin, right? They could have kept their birds going and raced, you know, so it's a bit on their part as well. How are they supposed to train the pigeons in lockdown? There's no way they could do it. Well, get a courier. You know, know, we know that, but I'm just saying there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, they can't just do these things. I mean, they're in situations where, you know, you've got your working people that need to work, some of them don't work, some of them can't work. Yes, there's, there's, you're right. You're right. You're exactly, you're exactly right, Charlie. There are a lot of reasons, and like I said, mate, they were all really hashed out. Um, like I say, um, you know, I, I, I've got, I've got twenty, I've got, I've got breeders' plate pigeons. Like I, I got a few tosses away early in the piece, and I was, I was, I used the curry to get some race birds, but I didn't send my breeders' plate pigeons because I couldn't see the point of, you know, putting them in there and losing them. Uh, under the circumstances that I was, you know, trying to get a few birds away. So, you know, mine have done bugger all and I, I'm not really wrapped to have to do, you know, do what I'm going to do with them. But at the end of the day, again, like I say, a decision was uh, 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 motions were put forward, a, a meeting was held, motions were put forward. And then, you know, like I say, it wasn't a decision to, uh, like, it was, you know, spewed over a fair bit and um, it wasn't a 40-minute Zoom meeting. You know, we had a couple in a row to try and, um, you know, look at it from different, you know, from every angle we could. Uh, like I say, it's not necessarily the uh, right decision or fairest decision, but you've got to go with the decision that was that was uh, handed down at this stage. Um, but the only thing I'm going to say, the only thing I'm going to say, Michael, is, First, first of all, and last thing is the decision by these guys that are not racing is not their fault. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not up, they're not the ones that said, "Sorry, I'm not racing this year. I've pulled a pin." There was a reason for it why they're not 
being part of the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's not yeah. their fault. And they've got yeah. a decision to make. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, Charlie. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So you know, fair is fair. I know you've got, you know, you, you have a meeting and you, but you've got to think of it's not their fault. You know, I'm, I'm not, I, I can assure you, I'm not. I've never said it was anybody's fault at any at any stage. So um, yeah. I I can see exactly what you're saying. I mean, my thoughts. Have, I've talked on this subject in earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier times you've had me on there and probably people know the way that I wanted to go. But look, at the end of the day, like I said, Charlie, you've got a board a board that makes decisions. Um, mm-hmm. The board, um, you know, they, we got told to go away and speak to members and see what their thoughts were and uh, come back with that, those, that information. There were a lot of, uh, according to some of the guys, there were a lot of guys that wanted to race. Um, so I guess, you know, everyone was told to hang on to the breeder's plate bird. So I guess, you know, under the circumstances, we, we knew what the situation was possibly going to throw at us. But like I say, I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's not an easy situation. I would have wanted to go a different way myself. But at the end of the day, like I say, we're a, we're a board. Uh, the decisions get made. Um, it was very... Um, you know, debated quite a lot. It wasn't just a decision made um, on bases like, you know, too bad this, too bad that. A lot of thought was put into it. And I guess you can only go by, you know, there's nine of us on the board and there's a vote and then you go by the majority of that. Yeah, that's right. We know how it all works. That's right. Anyway. I can't really, I I really can't tell you. I know, like I say, Charlie, there's any which way you go, there was going to be people that were going to be upset with us regardless. Uh, whether it's the right decision or not, I guess time will tell. Uh, we might still be in a situation where we can't race it. We really don't know what the future holds, do we? So no, I right. guess you, I guess you go forward for four weeks, see where you're at, uh, see where our members are at. Um, at this stage, they're the plans that have been put forward, and I guess you take it one week at a time and see where you go from there. Um, like I say, it's not an easy situation. I suppose any which way you look at it. Um, you know, you've got guys screaming if we don't race at this, you know, this, this and this, and then you've got guys screaming if we do race at this, this and this. So anyway, you look at it, uh, you know, you're, you're bound to upset somebody. Um, unfortunately, we didn't invent COVID. It's there. Mm. And unfortunately, you have to you have to go along this, the, the lines of the best way you can. I mean, even next year, we don't know what, we'll throw, what they'll throw at us. They'll be pushing a, a booster next year. They might turn around and say, well, uh, shit, uh, cases are up again. We're not doing. We're not going anywhere until everyone starts having their boosters, and you might be back again. So, how long? I suppose another way of looking at it: how long do you go and not race pigeons either? So, look, it's it's not an easy situation, Charlie. It, it really no, is. Yeah, I wish there was a simple answer to it all. Um, you know, like I say, a decision was made, and I guess. Time will tell whether it's uh, right or wrong. Either way, I think uh, you're going to some people that are going to be upset no matter which way you go. So now I know why you don't answer the phone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly right, mate. I uh, I'm, only the, I'm only the messenger and I'm getting the kicks in the ass most of the time. So you've got to put a box at the front of your house with your little um, notes so you can read. Sorry, you need to put a little letterbox near the front door. I mean, look, you try to answer everybody the best you can, Charlie. Um, you know, I'm not there to duck questions or anything like that. It's like I say, unfortunately, it is a tough situation. 
Um, and like I say, it was sort of talked about a lot. All everything you everything you said um, was brought up. Um, there wasn't anything that you haven't said that wasn't talked about. Uh, so you know, a lot of a lot of thought processes went into it. Uh, we have to consider a lot of things. Also, we've got country flyers who have put pigeons in that you know. Um, if you cancel the race for argument's sake, give every one their money back, like was suggested uh, by some people as well. That you know, what happens to them? You got people have lot had their pigeons lost their pigeons. Now they now that not only don't they race, they don't even get their pigeons back. So you know, there, there's there's no real easy way out of it. So I guess, uh, like I say, a decision was made to go this down this path. It was voted on, and that's the path they went with. So. I guess, you know, that's what you've got to do. You've got to take it one week at a time. Uh, where we're at, hopefully our members can get enough time. People who are who are have birds in the Brutus plate can, you know, maybe get a six-week period where they can get, we can get enough races in if, if all things go well, some training, mm-hmm. some races in. I mean, if you do look at some of the races like, um, you know, some of the one-loft races you have, they, they don't always get, you know, the best of, um, you know, times to toss and, like, things go wrong where, you know, they, they don't have real lot of tossing and they still get home at 350 miles, you know. So birds um, can do it, but I know you've got to be fair to everybody, try to be fair to people, try to be fair to the pigeons and try to be fair, you know, every which way you can. But um, as you as you know yourselves, like, uh, it's very, very difficult to keep everybody happy all of the time. It's very, very difficult. Mm. No worries. All right, Michael, thanks very much for being on the program. If you just hold the line, I need to say something no to worries. you off, off no, air, no mate. Worries. So just two seconds, hold the line, uh, and uh, I've just got to speak to you off air. And thanks very much for being on the program, Michael, and so filling can. us in no in what's happening. Just, uh, just, uh, just uh, I hope they don't get stuck into me on social media because I don't want to be sitting there uh, arguing. Uh, <laughs> uh, we like you, one, because we can give it to you. You can take it. Yeah. I'm a nice guy, but I don't like uh, – I'm not, I'm not good at taking those things. I'm, I'm pretty retaliative myself, much. <laughs> and uh, we're going to take a break with a uh, song, and because we're talking about racing, I found a, a song in the theme of racing, and it's the boss, Bruce Springsteen. And he's got a song called Racing in the Street on Pigeon Radio Australia. We'll be back after this break with more of Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside. I got a 69 Chevy with a 396 Fuelly heads and a hearse on the floor Down in the parking lot Outside the 7-Eleven store Me and my partner Sonny Built her straight out of scratch And he rides with me from town to town We only run for the money Got no strings attached We shut them up and then we shut them down Summer's here and the 
time is right for racing in the street. We take all the action we can meet and we cover all the northeast state. When the strip shuts down, we run them in the street from the fire roads to the interstate. Now some guys they just give up living and start dying little by little. Some guys come home from work and wash up and go racing in the street. Tonight, tonight, the strips just right. I wanna blow them all out of their seats. We're calling. Your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages, and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed, and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals, and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown, or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. One stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor... Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 03 5 
and pigeonvitality.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. G'day, I'm Rex Hunt. Here's a product I really believe in. We all use it, can't live without it. What is it? It's water. Now, I told you it was a great product. What else has so many uses? Drinking, swimming, cooking, washing, and of course, folks, fishing. But here's the thing. I don't want to sell you more of it. I'm asking you to use less and keep our waterways clean. Otherwise, it'll be a yibbity yibbity. That's all, folks. The future of water is in our hands. There's no doubt everyone is feeling impacted in some way by coronavirus. From work-life disruptions to financial stress, our days look very different. It's normal to be feeling a little overwhelmed or perhaps completely out of your depth. That's why Beyond Blue has developed the Coronavirus Mental Wellbeing Support Service. It's free and available 24-7. So if you're feeling unsure about how to cope, chat to one of our expert counsellors by calling 1-800-512-348 or visit coronavirus.beyondblue.org.au. You're listening to your local community radio station, 88.3 Southern FM. G'day, hello and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2pm, and I showcase the very best in new Australian independent music, from punk to folk to indie. Anything goes, as long as you can see it in a filthy band room. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2pm. Catch you there. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Jab him, jab him, jab him. And you're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside in Melbourne, Australia, which is a great little community radio station in Brighton, in Melbourne, Australia. 88.3 Southern FM, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. And our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And the Southern FM website address is www.southernfm.com. And right now, on Saturday, we had a Mountain Invitation Racing Pigeon Club, which I'm a member of. We had a race from Bridgewater, which is around 180 kilometres to St Albans. And I'm going to read you the result. The winner of that race on Saturday was David Hunter. 
and his bird arrived at 11.13 and 50 seconds and he was doing 11.124 velocity with that bird. Second place was Felix Lear, third place Keisha Lofts. In fourth place was Keisha and Holwell. In fifth place was M&N Chancho. In sixth place... Tony and Doris Barbara in 7th place Shane and Maria Mifsud in 8th place Marley Lofts in 11th place Axiac in 12th place Angelo and Antonio Barbara in 13th place Grumpy Lofts in 14th place Tanalia Brothers Caroline Springs in 15th place Charlie Abella in 16th place Ray Mifsud and in 17th place Michael Musket and on the line to congratulate him on his win on Saturday in our fun race here in Melton is David Hunter. Hello, David. How are you, mate? Welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia again. G'day, guys. Thank you. Going well? Yeah, so what did you think? What, what did you clock, actually? What kind of bird? What was it? Um, the one that landed first. I think he had a little bit of Michael Portelli stuff. He was uh, on the father's side and on the mother's side he was Hooven... Uh, a little bit of rosier as well, so a bit of everything. A bit of everything in that one, a bit of a mixture, yeah. yeah. No, a very good pigeon, mate. That, uh, uh, I mean, the second bird was in St Albans and you beat that, so it's, it's a great result for you. Yeah, look, I think the, the, the birds on Saturday, they, they held true and they sort of come straight from Melton to me, so um, pretty good result and pretty good um, return. Yeah, just just enjoying what's going on at the minute. Well, mate, you know, I just like seeing your guy, you guys when I'm picking up your birds <laughs> and seeing your happy faces that we can actually do something with them. Yeah, look, it's been a, a long time waiting. You know, every week we sort of hope for um, for good news and something to happen, but um, sort of holding a little bit little bit of hope. But um, no, it's it's good to actually watch a few come home and just sit out back on a Saturday and. Actually enjoy it. No, it's great, mate, because, you know, everybody rings me after after it and says to me, how good was that, Ivan? We're so happy. Thanks very yeah. much. And it makes me happy that I can make other people happy. Charlie Gretsch, you got any questions there for David? Um, first of all, David, well done, mate. Thanks, Charlie. It's good, it's good isn't it, to be able to sit in your backyard and, and watch something come home? Absolutely, yeah, all that hard work. And, um, it's yeah, it's actually good to to be rewarded for it too. So, and what about the um, the idea when it come come up to you when uh, someone said, "Oh, listen, uh, we're going to have a race on the weekend," and uh, you know, you sitting there looking at all these situations that's going on everywhere, thinking, yeah. "How are we going to do this?" And then you got little uh, little guy rocks up in a, in a, in a ute. <laughs> yeah, look, it was a, a little bit sceptical at first, but um, look, we made it work. Just a handful of us. So I think we were pretty keen just to get a few away and. Um, just watch a few birds come home, and it sort of grew in the first week. In the second week, it's it's getting bigger, and who knows? Next week, he'll be um, carting a thousand pigeons around. So, <laughs> yeah, I reckon you know, slowly, slowly, it's growing, which is good. Tony, um, Tony, um, Ivan, I don't think do they make a truck that will get you in there? Would you be able to see over the top of the um? Yeah, just, just, you know, <laughs> I'm the garden gnome, Charlie. So you know, uh, no, you know, they got the little dog on the Mack truck. It's Ivan. You can just leave it away. <laughs> Anyways, Tony Mack got any questions for David? Uh, congratulations, David. Well done, mate. Uh, living up there in 
in uh, faraway uh, Melton. That's uh, not the easiest place to get birds, but uh, you seem to get them, and uh, very well done, mate. Thanks, Tony. Thanks. Yeah, it uh, takes a very good pigeon uh, to do it. And, uh, you know, your preparation, what was your preparation to you know for your birds to uh, get, them, get them up and going and get them away there, Dave? Um, look, I've been lucky with work that I've still been able to train them. I, I, look, I, like everyone, we all get a little bit lazy, but I tried to at least take them once, once a week somewhere just to keep them a little bit sharp and... Um, look, I just do the basics and keep a good routine with them. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, just I wasn't overdoing anything or underdoing anything. I was just doing what I had to do just to try and keep them going. And, um, yeah, because I, I'd like to get to a point where we can race and hopefully they're competitive and I like to do the right thing by them as well to give them every opportunity to, to make sure that they're, they're right. Well, I think uh, with the last two Bridgewaters, right, uh, that should uh, tune them up pretty well for your uh, first race uh, in the WPF that they have. Um, from which you proof, it should be a uh, wetter burn. It should be a, a really good uh, uh, pie partner for them. So um, I think your birds will be pretty well tuned up. And uh, on, on the weekend there, I think it was a south-southwest that they come into. Yeah, lights out. So it was a fairly, fairly, uh, fairly, you know, side-on win for them. So that 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 will tune them up, no, no doubt. And what about the feeding um, to get these birds ready, Dave? Uh, what have you been doing? Is it a light feed? Uh, no, no, look, I've, I've sort of maintained this year. It's a little bit different every other year, but um, you know, I've got the peas from a local guy in Melton. Um, I get a, a mix from Felix and I just combine it and do whatever I feel with um, what they're doing around at home. I, I don't yep. like to carry too much weight on them, so I make sure I watch them and, yep. yeah, feed them accordingly. Yep, yep. And, of course, with Ivan coming around and picking picking the birds up, uh, the, yeah, it's a, there's a time schedule too. So, <laughs> you know, the routine that you would normally do Yeah. Uh, is a little bit different, of course. Um, yeah, so you've had right. to adapt adapt uh, to that and um, uh, attune your birds to uh, to that as well. As far as um, having a food and a, uh, and a good drink of water before they yeah. uh, go on board. So yes, the whole yeah. the whole routine changes, and it, as you said, you work and things yeah. like that. So that makes it uh, a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Um I try and say to Ive, look, roughly what time do you think you'll come? Because I try and feed them as late <laughs> as possible and make sure they have a drink and, um, and, yeah, basically throw them straight in the basket and get them away. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Uh, look, it's it's good to see that uh, uh, there are people thinking outside of the square and yeah. uh, uh, doing it doing it in a, in a way that is legal. Yeah. It's not illegal, uh, which is which is good, and everyone can feel safe that that okay, I'm not doing anything that I shouldn't be doing, so therefore um, I won't get into trouble. So uh, I, I take my hat off to everyone, Ivan, and everyone else that's got been involved, and you're doing a great job. So uh, well done, Ivan, and well yeah, done, Dave. Right. No, thanks. All right. All right, David, thanks very much for being on the program. And, uh, yeah, we might be racing fed this week, so that'll be all right. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers Fingers crossed, mate. (laughs) All right. Thanks very much, David. No worries. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. See you later. Bye-bye. 
And that was David Hunter, who won the race in Melton on the weekend from Bridgewater. We're going to just take a short break and we're going to just hear from our sponsors because our sponsors are very important. I know people complain about ad breaks, but listen to me. These sponsors are so important to us because they're keeping us on air on the radio station. So thanks very much to all our sponsors who sponsor Pigeon Radio Australia. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. On 88.3, Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Yeah. 
You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to the greatest sporting racing pigeon radio show in the whole wide world. In fact, the only racing pigeon radio show in the whole wide world, and that's Pigeon Radio in Australia. Yeah, we're very proud of that fact. And uh, we've got a jam-packed uh, show for you, so let's get straight into our next segment uh, and uh, hear from our next guest, who is... And uh, right now we have from the Victorian Pigeon Organisation, uh, John Judd, to give us the results because they also raced on the weekend. John Judd, how are you? And welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. What, what, you had a race and where did you go? You went from Sea Lake, I think. Yeah, he went to Sea Lake on the weekend. Yeah, a bit of a tough race. Only seven members, so not many birds went to the race. So, yeah, it was pretty tough flying, but uh, got the birds home. That was the main thing anyway, which was which was good. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> the results were, uh, I really had, had seven flyers. So I might read the whole seven, so give them all a bit of a plug anyway. So, yeah, no worries. Uh, we had, first was Barry Family. Uh, they were doing uh, it's just over 1,100, so it wasn't too bad. Not a bad velocity for about 160-odd pigeons. Uh, second was G and K Barry, flying the same lot, but two uh, two lots of flies in the one lot. Third was uh, Judd and Armstrong. Uh, fourth was Frank Dugdale. Fifth was John Stanfield. Sixth was Nicholas Kerrin. And seventh was Michael Key. Yeah, so yeah, it wasn't a bad little race. No, yeah, good. Head went all the way through and uh, got a lot of birds home, which was good. Yeah, so... Uh, the way uh, what we're going to what we're going to do the next few weeks because we're just just about going to call it a day. Uh, we got Ayun this weekend, and the plan might be uh, Ayun this weekend. Have a week spell the week after, and then send the majority to uh, right to the South Australian border. And that'll be uh, mm. just about us for the week uh, season sort of thing. So, oh, yeah. so when are you thinking of finishing up? I, I wouldn't be surprised about two weeks' time. We'll be all done. Oh, gee. There you go. There you go. We've had heaps of, heaps of short races and other – we had, I think we had six fed races before the season stopped, and we had a lot of races with the Wallon Club. So, yeah, so we've had a lot of races and a lot of birds get turned over and this, that, whatever. So I think uh, I think we've done what we want to do with the birds. So, yeah, so it's sorted a lot of birds out, which is good, and uh, – Makes it easier for next year as well. Yeah. All right, man. Have you got anything else to tell us? No, I'd just like to pass on my condolences to Joanne and his family because his son passed away recently. So, yeah, thoughts are out there for him and his family. So, yeah, so it is what it is. And uh, hopefully things can go a bit later on. So, yeah, so all the best to all the flies who are trying to race and good luck to uh, the clubs and organisations trying to get their birds to toss points or race points and hopefully everyone does well in the future. All right. Thanks very much, John. And uh, we'll catch up with you again uh, probably next week to see what, what's happening with your results then. Yeah, happy we get a race in. All right, mate. Thanks right, very thanks much. Ivan. 
Thank you, John. And right now, listeners, we have to break for the Southern FM National Radio News and we'll be back with more of Pigeon Radio Australia after the Southern FM National Radio News. So stay tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, for more of Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world. I would just fly, fly away And I always knew I couldn't stay So I had a dream that I'd just fly away You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside And I always knew Stop the pigeon, 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 stop the pigeon now. Jabbing, 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 pigeonmedia.com.au Southern FM website www.southernfm.com.au And listen, we've now got 65,000 Racing Pigeon members on our group, The Racing Pigeon on Facebook. 65,000 members from all over the world who love Racing Pigeon. So go and join it. It's called The Racing Pigeon on Facebook. Now, Charlie Gretsch has a very special guest on the line because not only are we racing in Melton, but Charlie is racing in Wallen and he's got his Wontaggy series going on and he's got a special guest that won the race on the weekend. Charlie, take it away, mate. Yeah, thanks, Ivan. Um, well, this is Wontaggy number six. Now, I'm going to give you the results. So um, we'll start at the 20th position. So 20th was Les Bakery, one of our businesses. 19th was CCA Financial Planners in Melbourne. 18th was North Central Review. 17th was Bendigo Bank in Broadford. 16th was Faye Bajaya. 15th was Wallen Fish and Chips. 14th was Trek Land Services. 12th was Tony and Joss Geniv. 12th was Pretty Sally Home Hardware. 11th was AJ Kavanagh. Equal 9th was City Fresh and Mistelf. 8th was Algin Alvarez. Equal 6th was Mark Kavanagh and Bendigo Bank in Kilmore. 5th was Keith Anderson. Fourth was Becca Halibi. Third was Paul Hardwick. Second was Jane Alshare. And our winner this week, who beat Sherry by four seconds, as Grease Pigeon's good at getting over the line, is Grant Patterson. G'day, Grant. Hi, Charlie. How are you? Excellent, mate. Excellent. You must be having a pretty good time over at, um, you know, hearing and watching your birds or um, hearing how they're going over at uh, John's place. Very pleased. It's an ideal way to fly pigeons. You send them down there, you can sleep in, and they do all the training for you. It's uh, <laughs> very well balanced. Yeah, no, that's good. So um, when did uh, John, uh, did, did he give you news on Saturday afternoon or you had to wait till Sunday? Uh, no, he gives me a call after the birds have gotten home, you know, half an hour after the clock, and lets me know what's taken place, and then probably a couple of hours later the results on uh, the race net site, so I know on Saturday afternoon how they've gone. 
It's been very good. I might have to start leaving you guys to last. Just let you just wait a bit. <laughs> put one every half an hour or something. Okay. <laughs> Keep you in suspense. So how do you? Uh, so what do you think of the whole um, taggies and racing from the bottom and stuff? Well, I think it's excellent. Um, I have to first of all compliment uh, Cam Murrells, Leanne Shear, and John for the work that they do. The lofts are featured very well. There's four um, teams from their loft, and they are going well. So it means when the four teams are going well the health and the form of the whole loft is excellent. And they put a lot of time into it. They work pretty much most of the day occupying themselves with the birds so they suffer for nothing. As for the concept, um, I enjoy personally the opportunity to be involved with anything pigeon at the moment because um, my pigeon days are probably in the home straight and I hope the home straight, something like Flemington rather than Angle Park Dog Track. Uh, I enjoy it immensely in a personal sense, but we've had a couple of torrid years uh, without pigeons and our member base is diminishing to some degree and anything that we can do to foster the sport, to pick up new members either directly from what this one baggy series is doing or indirectly as it flows from these businesses and people uh, at Kilmore and Wallen, wherever they are in the businesses, it's, it's a benefit. We have got to aim at being a thriving sport rather than dropping off to a, a backyard hobby. So we can't fade away. We've got to keep working on it. It's not easy to get members, but it's something that requires effort. And uh, if this series and other one-off races can attract people, get their interest in the sport, um, I'm all for that. Well, it's been pretty popular. Um, we're actually starting a new Wontegi Series 2 now, which is going to start on the 30th of October. I've had that many oh. people wanting to ring, to race. Um, unfortunately, they can't come into this series because um, it's all locked in. But um, we've got the new bigger trailer that's happening. Um and we're ready to rock and roll, and we've already got 35 that are interested in um, waiting for us to uh, start up the second series. So uh, it's been um, it's, it's been really good, even with uh, some of these businesses. They want to keep going and um, uh, go into the next series as well. So it's actually good to get the outsiders. You can you know by the by the way they talk when we interview them and how interested they are just to be involved. It's just good. No, I think they just like to see their name because it's in the paper every week. Yeah. We had a nice big column in it last week, so um, they all get to see, see all their names and all the businesses in there. Have you had any feedback from them that uh, perhaps somebody's wants a loft build or asks how they can get involved with the sport? Is it? Well, we've had um, – unfortunately, with the lockdown, I haven't had um, only one person earlier that come and had a look, but they're all dying to come down and, and have a look at the setup. So uh, unless they send it on Facebook – they really haven't been here. So until they actually come here and be part of it, that's when they're going to start to get really interested because they'll see what's involved. At the moment, it's only what they can hear and what I tell them and, and what other yep. videos that they watch. But um, to be here, as you know, nothing beats the feeling of seeing birds birds come home. So um, until that happens, at the moment, it's as we know, we're all in lockdown. So yeah, just have to wait and see. Uh, it's important if if they can be hands-on because 
I think as pigeon flyers, we assume that people understand what racing pigeons are, what they do, how they compete, um, how they're timed in. We think it's just normal fare, but it's not. Uh, most people outside of the pigeon fraternity really have got little idea whatsoever, and um, we've got to get them and get them hands-on and just see the exciting part of the sport and that's certainly when they come into your backyard, that's part of the adrenaline rush. And it's, mm. be good to have them involved that way. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, Ivan? Yeah, Grant, what, what kind of bird was it that, that won the race? Um, it's heremans and basically <laughs> a lot of my birds these days are heremans and John Van Beers and Michael Portelli's bundled up together. Uh, so it, it was uh, that way. Um, the, the sire was a heron's cock. Yeah, as you can guess, that comes from down from George to Sarah. But um, the pigeons that, while this series is only a short distance, um, they've been very competitive up the 300 miles and one loft races for me. Uh, it's a departure from what I had in South Australia, but if you're going to fly one off races and the type of race this one thaggy, you need a quick pigeon. Um, no use having them uh, lobbing all together 10 minutes after the winner. You've yeah, got to sure. err on the side of speed with them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Tony Mack, over to you, mate. Oh, congratulations, Grant. Uh, even though you're uh, looking at it from afar, the... Uh, the racing itself and the way that Charlie's uh, put it all together, um, like you say, it's got he's got the uh, the local uh, shopkeepers and uh, the local fair all involved. Plus now the different fanciers that um, haven't been able to race their birds because their feds aren't racing and things like that. So it's uh, they've all got together, and uh, the the important thing there is that uh, Charlie's been able to do it in a way that uh, it is uh, COVID, COVID safe and uh, and it's legal and uh, and it's uh, done properly. And the uh, I think all of the people that are involved uh, are thoroughly enjoying it. And uh, um, I know that uh, John and uh, the crew that you're involved with, uh, you, you showed up in, in the uh, – in the results this week, and um, and that's a really good thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a win-win because you've got the non-pigeon people and the pigeon people. The pigeon people are breaking their neck to have a race, but unless they had what, what? 30, 30 odd people that Charlie's got who were the business people, it wouldn't work effectively, and and vice versa. So uh, it's a win-win, and I just hope we generate some interest and in, not interest, but actually somebody gets to the wire and up there has a loft built and it may thrive from there because we certainly need people in our sport. I think they're getting the people here on race day when they see a pigeon pitch in and uh, the immediate thought, is it mine, is it mine, the first one, <laughs> that creates a bit of excitement. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah, I reckon that's a surefire way uh, getting people's attention and interest in it. Um, oh. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's got a lot going for it, and I'd be interested to hear the feedback after that people have been in the backyard because of a totally different perspective when you um, you look at the computer and see the result. It's got nothing like the impact of seeing birds tumble in. Uh, that 
That thrill, adrenaline rush may uh, just grab a couple of people. That's a good start. Yeah, I, I, I think he's spot on. But anyway, well done. Back to you, Charlie. Well, on that note, Grant, we've got a few to go. So um, thanks very much for, for coming on again and um, hope to uh, hear hear back from you again. And um, no doubt, I, I reckon we will by the end of the series. So, um, again, thanks very much for coming on and um, we'll speak to you soon. It's a pleasure, Charlie. Could I just take a minute of your time just to mention something, if that's all right? Yeah, go. Okay. Um, Greg Hamilton, who's uh, you all know, uh, he's now the chairman and hard-working chairman of the SAHPA, and uh, he was an attendee at the Canberra weekends at uh, six or seven, eight years or something of those. He enjoyed it. Uh, he said that uh, we've had a couple of very hard years, well, probably three. The COVID year was terrible. Um, not the COVID, the rotor. Uh, we've had a, a couple of ordinary years since then. He said he wants to get things moving again, something like that Canberra weekend. And what he has put together is a very positive committee for Adelaide to host a two-day convention in November 26th and 27th of next year. Sure, it's 15 months off, but these things need significant planning and Greg's uh, forte is very much planning. So in brief, it's a two-day convention, a Saturday-Sunday. People can arrive on the, the Friday and there'll be things to do, loft visits, etc. Uh, it's going to be held at the Angle Park Greyhound headquarters uh, there'll be guest speakers and panels um, uh, for the public image. Uh, we want to make, uh, well, he wants to, Pigeon Fraternity, make a sizable donation to charity. Thanks very much, Grant. Okay. okay. See you later, guys. We'll catch yeah. you later. See you later. Thanks very much for being on uh, Pigeon Radio Australia. And now we're going to take a short musical break. And I was listening to a few songs and I got this this song from Croatia, and this is an a cappella Croatian group singing ABBA's hits. They're called Perpetum Jazzle. And here they are, a cappella, that means no instruments, they're using their voices for the whole thing, singing ABBA's greatest hits. Perpetum Jazzy from Croatia. <laughs> Here I go again, my, my, how can I 
resist you. Mamma mia, does it show again? My, my, just how much I've missed you. Yes, I've been broken hearted. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, 
is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM Sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Mead. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Mead stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone. Peter on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 409 416794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Millions of us have chosen to arm ourselves against COVID-19. Who will you arm yourself for? My family. My community. The people I care for. My mob. My customers. My country. Book your vaccination today at australia.gov.au or call 1-800-020-080. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Get a load of tech. Upload, download, reload with TechLoad. Updates, news, tech experts. Get tech ahead. Drive tech. 6 to 7 every Wednesday with Sandra Spencer here on 88.3 Southern FM. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Broadcast from Melbourne, Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop 
And you're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. And our Pigeon Media website, or Pigeon Radio Australia website address is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook, The Racing Pigeon, which has now 65,000 Racing Pigeon members. Go and check it out, The Racing Pigeon on Facebook. Right now on the line we have a special guest from Sydney, Australia and uh, he's no stranger to Pigeon Radio Australia. He's been on the program before when he's won Federation races in the Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation in Sydney and now he's opening up a one loft race in Sydney and it's called the Blue Hills one loft race and I'd like to welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia once again Izzy Haydar. How are you, Izzy? And welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Hi, Ivan. Thank you for having me tonight. No worries, mate. It's a pleasure to have you on. You're, you're a good bloke and I've got a lot of time for you. Now, tell us about your one-loft race. When did you decide to uh, make a one-loft race? And tell us a little oh. bit about it. <clears throat> um, well, yeah, well, I've started uh, December last year and here we are. Almost a year later, a couple of months will be a year later. I've got it off the ground. I couldn't. I can't believe I've, it's actually going to happen. Um, I got. I got a phone call off a mate one day, just saying, "Look, if I had your land, you know, pigeon racing now is getting a little bit out of control and and and, and whatnot. And if I had just your land, I'll put a one loft race on there. And 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 that's how it just all took off. After that, the ideas just started light bulb moment. And um, yeah. I started building and started, um, you know, uh, doing my homework and research and, uh, yeah, and thanks to the lockdown, <laughs> hate to say it, but thanks to the lockdown, it yeah. really, really uh, gave me a lot more time to get off my ass and, and get it going. Look, fantastic, mate. I've been watching the progress of your one loft race on the internet, and uh, I've I, I got to congratulate you on the on your loft design. Your loft design is absolutely magnificent, uh-huh. mate. Where, where did you come up with the design of a loft like that? It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. Uh, you know, obviously, a one loft race. You've got to build something that's going to, you know, house a lot of pigeons, and at the same time make them comfortable and, 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 and user-friendly as well for management. Um, works, it's, it's got a, you know, I'll put a lot of thought into it, a lot, a lot of uh, a designs, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of ideas come along and, you know, um, but my, 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 main, my main concern was, you know, ma- how to make management easier for myself uh, as well as make it uh, uh, work good for the pigeons so they can find form you know, and being comfortable in, in, in the loft. So, you know, I, I drew up a few sketches here and there and measured out the layout in the backyard here and 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 then and just, you know, put, put it all together. Um, well, you've but, done a magnificent job, I must say. And, and are you are you a builder or something? Because, mate. Yeah, yeah, back in the days, mate, I, I wanted to be a carpenter and, and I was halfway there until, uh, lot life turned a, turned a different channel there, but um, I started concreting and then did that all my life. And then yeah, yeah, like I've been in the building game for a while, so 
Yeah, I'm pretty handy with my hands. Yeah, you can see that, yeah. mate. And now <laughs> I want to ask you about your floor. Now, I'm very interested in this floor that you've put down. It's sort of a graded floor. What materials did you use there? Yeah, that 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 being the highlight and, and taking off a, a lot of the workload. You know, first thing that came to my mind was, all right, the flooring. You know, you, you, I mean, to scrape a loft at that size, it's going to take a lot of your time. So I thought if I can... If I can if I minimise that workload by, you know, having graded floors, um, you know, it's, it will make handling the birds a lot easier. And then, and then uh, I started looking on the net and I come across these yellow graded floors. And a lot of these floors I noticed were used in Belgium and uh, overseas a lot, especially in Belgium lofts, right? Um, a lot of them were using them on their stock lofts, I noticed, not so much on their race lofts. So I, I, I thought, you know, that, 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 that'll do good here, I, I thought to myself. And when I started uh, researching that and looking into it, it's a fiberglass-based material. Um, they use that a lot in, 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 uh, in food factories as well, this type of flooring. It's a very it's industrial grade. Mate, you can park bobcats on, on that flooring and it still won't crack. <laughs> oh, gee, um, yeah, yeah. And, and I sourced it all the way from China. Uh, that's where they make it, obviously. Yeah, well, you've been joining. You've been joining. You've been joining our premier with this Belt and Road deal or something. Yeah, yeah. China's government looked after me on them once. Not. We got to have a laugh, mate. You got to have a laugh, you know. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. But yeah. you know, I, I, I waited three months for those uh, grids to arrive. Um, and I was getting nervous at one stage. I didn't get them till oh, bloody February, March, mid-March. So, yeah. No, it's fantastic. Now, the other thing I like about your loft, it's very high up off the ground and yes. it's very spacious and I can see the airflow is going to be absolutely fantastic in that loft. Yes, yes. Look, the airflow, uh, the, the space, it's all, all ticking the boxes at the moment. Now, I'm, I'm going to still have to fine-tune it. Once the birds are in there, I'm still going to have to fine-tune a little bit places here and there, which is, you know, which is what you'd normally do anyway on, on, on an average loft, you know. So, you know, if there's too much draft, you know, it's easy to take care of a block and put plywood up or, or, you know, work with that. Or if there's not enough sunlight or less sunlight, whatnot. So to fine-tune the loft, once the birds are in there, to fine-tune the loft is my next stage. So, but at the moment, how I've got it all set up and how, how I think I've got it right, it, it's it's ticked all the boxes, for my liking anyway. Well, it's ticked the it's boxes with me, mate. I love it. Yeah, I, I'll invite you to Melbourne when this lockdown and all this crap finishes up and you can come build me one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've, I've had a few orders put in. Don't worry yeah, about that. Yeah, for I've sure. I can, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, look, if, this, if, the, if the one loft race don't work for me, then I know what I'll be doing. I'll be building lofts after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, listen. Now, tell us, how many birds you going to have in this loft? Oh, uh, look, it's got the capacity of 1,500. I'm going to put 1,200 perches in there um, and I don't want to overcrowd it, obviously. So, you know, I'm hoping, you know, my first year, if I get over 700, in between seven 800 pigeons, um, that'll be a nice comfortable amount of number of birds to work with. My first year without, you know, overcrowding, obviously the birds being a little bit healthier that way, staying healthier that way, less amount of birds. I don't want to cramp it up my first year. Um, 
And and yeah, but it, I'd rather have extra extra perches just sitting empty anyway, um, just to have a feel of everything first year. Um, but yeah, the capacity twelve hundred I can fit in there. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. Now, yeah. now yeah. The, the first prize in the main race is fifty grand. And uh, how many yeah. races are you going to have? And what, what's if somebody if a punter wants to breed some birds and put them in your race? What's the procedure? Okay, um, it's pretty basic. Uh, Ivan is pretty much the same as you know, all the other one lost getting around. Um, <clears throat> but what we, we we wanted to do something a little bit different, um, and, and 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 you know uh, introduce uh, different ideas. So uh, for every ten birds people enter, they get an extra one for free entry. Uh, so that'll be eleven birds. But the eleventh bird would also be eligible for. The main race and all the lead-up races and all the prizes. So that means well. there's no that, there's no hidden costs in that bird. That bird is absolutely 100% free, and you don't have to pay any. You know how you, other one loft races you got to pay activation correct, fees. No, and, no, there's none of this. Later, I come and call you and say, you know, to activate that bird, you can pay your 350 on top. Thank you. There's none of that. So um, and and look. 10 birds might sound a lot for some people, but that's why there's syndicates as well, which is another enjoyable part where, you know, three, three friends can get together to afford 10 birds to get that extra bird in there for free as well. You know, so, I mean, you're saving a good $350. It's a good saving. Um, our, our race schedule, our, we're having four races um, being uh, – <clears throat> From which we're going to start off uh, from 150 to 200 k's. We're going to finish our distance at 560 k's to my place from the race point. So mm. th- that's going to be a that's going to be a good that's uh, distance to my place. That's that's our that's our average young bird derby distance anyway for us out here in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Um, and being young birds, I mean, it'll be a good challenge for them. Um, our intakes start on the 6th of November. Um, and, and it's every every uh, fortnight after that. Uh, so if somebody wanted to, you organise the freight for them and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, our interstate uh, flyers, our interstate uh, interest is, uh, we've got dates on, on our webpage as well if they want to get on there, but we've got dates on there uh, from the 8th of November, uh, 15th of November, and then, then Saturdays, uh, 21st of November, 4th of December, 18th of December. So... We'll be going back and forth to the airport, uh, I think, every fortnight after that as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not too far from our place mm-hmm. here. So it's, Now, it's Charlie Gretsch, Charlie Gretsch is on the side. He's getting very impatient. He wants to ask you some questions. So go ahead, Charlie. Yeah. Okay. I, I did have a, a few, but you seem to answer them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you must have more questions, Charlie. Moment. Well, I could, tell, I could tell you one more thing. Uh, yeah, uh, like... Uh, look, we are. I am also offering uh, another deal, which is uh, I'm breeding off my own stock birds I have here, and they're quality stock birds. I mean, we've all got quality stock birds. Stock birds let's face it. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and if somebody that doesn't have pigeons or, 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 or that used to have pigeons or that can't breed themselves pigeons, they're available. I'm going to have 80 of my my stock available for them, free of charge. Um, they just pay the entry fee for the bird to enter the race, for the pigeons to enter the race. And just at the end of the races, if the bird's still here in the one, one loft race, it's still, it'll just remain the property of 
Blue Hills one loft race. That's, well, that means you can get the average punter from down the street and say, hey, mate, you want to get into pigeon racing? Come here, I'll breed you some birds and you stick them in this race. Yeah, that's that's exactly what's happened. Actually, when as soon as we put that out yesterday, uh, we've had a couple of people that's already you know interested and t- have taken two birds go. already. You know, booked in two birds already like that. So yeah. So you better give us your website address. Yeah, our website is at www.bluehillsoneloftrace.com.au and our Facebook page. And yeah, our Facebook page is Blue Hills One Loft Race. Now, yeah. do you want to say that again and a bit slower? I only got to Blue Hills. Oh, <laughs> he's Maltese. W- hey, w- Izzy, w- Izzy, yeah. you know, you know what the problem with him is? He's Maltese. <laughs> hey, we talk fast, but we listen slow. All right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and we also got a Facebook page. That's uh, yeah, that that's pretty active as well. Okay. Yeah, that that's Blue Hills as well. No worries. Done. Yeah. Now yeah, another I mean, person, look. another person that really likes your loft, and he told me he said, "Oh, gee," I said, "You see that new one loft race in Sydney?" He said, "Oh my goodness!" He said, "Have a look at the loft, and it's Tony McPherson." Tony, you uh, can ask your questions. Yes, Izzy. Hello, it's Tony. A, and how are you, buddy? Look, that oh, loft good. is absolutely magnificent. Um, Thank you That's what much. I would like in in my backyard, but a bigger backyard because I haven't got the amount of land you have. But, uh, mate, uh, it is a fantastic loft. What I am interested in, Izzy, is um, how you're going to train these birds and get them get them going for these races, and yes. how often how often you're going to train them, mm-hmm. and um, you know, to get them get them fired up because you you're going to have birds from all over the place. Yep, that's correct. Everyone, everyone, they say that their birds are the best, but yes. uh, when they get into a one loft race, they soon find out that uh, only the best survive. That's right. Look, Tony, that that is an excellent question. I am going to devote my whole you know day out here for the birds. I'm going to. This is what I'm going to concentrate on. I'm going to try making it my lifestyle now. So I'll be here seven days a week, uh, 24 hours, basically, with the birds, one. Um, two, I'm going to treat them exactly how I'll treat them as they were my own. Yep. Like, I mean, as you know, I, I race in one of the toughest clubs in, in, in the CCF, and the amount of uh, – the, the, the level of determination I have to beat these guys and, and what I do to get my birds all – primed up, ready to go for these races is exactly what how I'll treat this one loft race. I source my own grains. I test my own grains. You know, I, I, I've started, you know, uh, trying to learn how to read droppings as well through microscopes. So um, I'm just, I'm going to try giving them the best, like they're, I'm going to basket them for, for, for my own club race. Now, I will try, train them daily when they're ready around the box. Um, you know, and until I think the birds are ready and they look fit enough to start getting the basket treatment, I like to, I, I, I like to do the a lot of road work. I like to get them out on the road a lot. So my my, my what I do with my race birds is exactly what I'm going to do with these guys for the first two weeks, just to brainwash them. I'll have them in the baskets. All they'll know is the baskets for two weeks, and we're out on the road. And every second <coughs> toss we have. 
I just get further and further away from the from home. So obviously, you know, uh, 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 get get the birds going, and um, yeah, until I get to a to a point where I think it's for, for, further far enough. Well, then uh, the, the first lead-up race uh, should be ready for it. But um, you know, feeding-wise, um, um, you know, treating them for vitamin, giving them the vitamins, giving them the right treatments um, is always essential for me. Uh, look. My, my, myself, being, being an athlete myself, all my life, you know, I know what to eat, I know what to have, I know what, you know, how to train and, and whatnot. Is the same treatment I, and determination I, I give to my birds. So, you know, uh, uh, with, with that, at the end of it, at the end of it, put it this way: I want them to be like machines. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, when you when you say that, Izzy, um, it's basically. Um, you're not going to protect them. You're not going to pussyfoot about. Um, oh. You know, if, if it gets to if it gets to a stage where birds are dropping off and everything else, um, you're still going to pursue. Uh, no, know, because get, if that's what's happening, time then there's a problem. Yeah, well, there's a problem there. So you got to stop and think. Hang on, why are you dropping birds, mate? You got a problem here. Well, of course, it's just the situation. I mean, it comes yeah. back to what I just said before: is he, every person thinks that their birds are the best birds in, oh. the and they put them in these one loft races, and then, um, yeah. of course, it turns out that that actually they're not the best. <laughs> you're not going to. You're not going to One thing. One thing I've I, I noticed is you're not going to make everybody happy. There's no, a lot of critics no. out there. Yes. I, 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 I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. That's no problem. That's that just comes with the hobby, you know. So yes. I don't let that deter me. Um, and you're right. Everyone's going to send their best birds here. Why wouldn't they? Okay. So then it's my job to give them my best. Yes. And, you know, try to get them to their to their best. Bring the best out of them. I want to see the. the I want to see their best. Yeah. Uh, and and being being the being the pretended person that I am, obviously you know knowing the quality of birds I'm going to have in this loft is is something for me to look forward to. You know, like I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see these birds yeah. perform. But you're right, you are going to get those ones that are probably weakened out, can't handle the pressure, or or there's something wrong. I have to assess the situation. You know, so you know, there's yeah, there's always going to be. Issues. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the other real question I want to ask you is at the end of the year. Yes. And you've had your winners and, and losers and everything else, and you've still got birds in the loft. What is your ideas in regards to A, um, either having an auction yep. of those birds yep. and uh, part of the money going back to the owners? And yep. part of the money going into a charity, so you yep. bring in the, the charity side of it, and you yep. bring in the community side of it. Yes. Uh, or B, are you going to send them all back to yes. the owners? Very good question again, Tone. Um, I got, I already got something happening with a with a uh, 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 what do you call it again? Uh, a charity. Um, yes. So we're going to try sorting something out there with that. I think we're halfway there with that. Phil Murphy's helping me out with that a lot. He's behind all that. Yes. Um, uh, as for as for auctioning the birds, um, I've had a lot of mixed emotions about that because I've been doing a lot of homework 
through a lot of these things for about one moth races. And, and as it comes to auctions, not a lot of people are keen, not a lot of uh, flyers are keen on auctioning their birds off. I've noticed a lot of people that are, if their birds are left behind, they want them back because they think they've achieved a lot, which yep. is fair enough. You know, they've been for the ringer and that's fair enough. But the ones that do stay back or the, or the ones that don't want them, I would love to auction them off and put them, put the money back towards the following year's prize money, make it more prize money, or yep. even give give, give, the, give half the money or give the money back to work something out with the flyer. If they want to have half the entry paid back, you know, we'll work something out. Always open for options there. Um, and what I also want to do is after the big race, uh, if I do get enough interest and there is enough pigeons left over to hold a self-funded race again for just an additional $100 and all that prize money will go back into the race uh, from 300 kilometres the following week, hold another race. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's always there's always other options and other avenues we can do at the end of the big race. Uh, that being one of them, another race a week after with the leftover birds, if there's enough interest, I think would be another good one because the people that haven't had a shot at the big title, they can still have another bite at the cherry. Um, sort of thing. So, you know, and all the prize money going back into that race, Blue Hills will probably take 10% of that, which is you know, just, just just to cover the expenses and costs. Um, but, yeah, those those those, uh, those other things with the charity and that, for sure, we're in, we're in, we're definitely in with that. Um, I, as for auctioning birds, I, I am going to ask individually the, the their flies, the leftover birds, if they, what they want to do with it. First option is always to give, you know, do you want your bird back? You know, <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 yeah, and um, oh, look, I know the problem that that you have. You'll be going backwards and forwards to that airport, mate. You may as well work for the airport because yeah. you'll be going backwards and forwards that often. <laughs> yeah, and this cargo, you'll be mate. like a car, cargo cargo, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, working for the cargo. So at the end of the year, when you're absolutely stuffed, you've done all the work. Yeah. And then, oh, Jesus, I'm going back to the airport again. Yeah. Know, so <laughs> so it, it can be, it can be very, and of course, this day and age, it's been so difficult, so yeah. difficult to get birds uh, on planes and sent yeah. into from. Nah, easy, easy. He's got a contact for that. Yeah. He's organised all that, haven't you, Easy? All the yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. We've organised uh, all that. So we've got, we've got daily flights. Uh, you know, and that they're going to deliver straight to Toll, and we're yeah. going to pick them up from Toll and that. But yeah. what, what, what to go there? This COVID thing had, had all, has restricted us a lot. So obviously. Yeah. But, it certainly uh, has, especially from um, you know far north Queensland. You've got people that send want to enter your race, and to get yeah. them from far north Queensland to Sydney is yeah. not an easy task. And, and uh, you know, uh, all of these places can be difficult, and it, uh, there's a yeah. you know, it can be a real headache. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully we don't have this problem next year. But um, yeah. No. So, so you know, so at least this way, yeah, we've got we've got to do the hard work. Let's see how we yep. go. Yep. Yeah. I think Izzy, I take my hat off to you. I think you'll do a great job. You're Thank very you enthusiastic. And, uh, enthusiastic. You you come across on the radio show. You've had some good fed wins and and things like Thanks. that. So, Thank you very much. Um, I think you'll go well, buddy. And, um, and and in actual fact, behind every good. Pigeon fancier is a good wife.
yeah. Happy wife, yeah, happy, happy yeah, life, yeah. as they say. You know what? That, that, that saying is so true. That saying is so true now. I've, now that I know I've got a wife. <laughs> yeah. So you've got a lady there that follows up on everything. So yeah, um, she's, she's, she's 100% behind you. Mate, she has been 10 out of 10 through all this. I can't believe it. Uh, she's put up with a lot of my... Stress, stress attacks and and whatnot, but she has yeah, and she is doing a lot lot behind the scene as well. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for everyone. Can I also make mention? I am very grateful for everyone that has guided me through this uh, venture. Uh, one of them being uh, Tia Zanakis and Con Angelopoulos and Vince Petavoli. They're my they're, they're, they're my uh, little committee I've got together. Yeah. For, for for our for our uh, uh, and, and also for my uh, uh, liberation committee, it'll be Joe Joe Sade uh, as well, and 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 Vince Petavoli and Theo Zanakis is is they're my go-to people for the liberation. So you know, I mean that's the most important part. You know, you you have a shit liberation and they rip shreds off you. You know, okay. so yeah, good, good liberation. You know, in actual fact, you don't want to be part of the liberation. <laughs> You're yeah. just trying to say they did it, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got someone uh, to point the finger to now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The important thing is you've got a good wheelbarrow full of names there. Yeah, um, yes. You know, yes. all the wheelbarrow great, names. They've been great support they have. Yeah, yeah so uh, look, I wish you all the best, buddy. So back Thank to you, you I'll yes. I'll let you finish off there. Either. All right, no, thanks you. Um, Izzy, thanks very much for being on the program. We'll get you on again to give us updates because I was speaking to you and we'll get that, you on. That'll be great, yes. Yeah, no worries, mate. No so worries. Uh, Thank we'll, you we'll, very much. We'll catch and up I, here. I think we'll catch up with you once a month to see what's going on. Okay, and I'm very grateful for everyone's support again. Thank you very much and positive feedback. All good, Izzy. All good. No mate. worries, mate. All Thanks right. for being on the program and uh, look after Thank yourself. You guys. Thank Thanks. you. Bye bye. Oh, go Blue Hills. <laughs> and that was Izzy Hader from Sydney. Blue Hills One Loft Race. Look it up. Go and have a look at it. Blue Hills One Loft Race on Facebook. That's his page there on Facebook. So look it up, and if you're interested in sending some birds over, send some birds over and join in. Mate, you could win 50 grand first prize. You're listening to your local community radio station, 88.3 Southern FM. Hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Tom. So, so what's, what's the tea? tea? Find out every Tuesday during Tea Time. We'll bring the talk, talent and a tiny bit of trouble. TNT. Yeah. Dynamite. TNT. So join us every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. on 88.3 Southern FM. Oh, my goodness. G'day, Josh Gatt, host of Bluestone Sounds, a show about live music and emerging acts. Just letting you know that I'm still running the show on your Wednesday, midday to 2 p.m., but if you're a night owl like me, I'd like to very warmly invite you to come and hang out on your Friday morning, Thursday night. That's right, Bluestone Sounds Midnight Edition. Playing the risque stuff I can't play during the light of day. That's midnight till 3 a.m. on your Thursday night, Friday morning. And Charlie Gretsch has a special guest on the line from the Wonthaggy businesses that did well on the weekend. Charlie, take it away, mate. Thanks, Ivan. A lot to welcome. Oh, first, before I welcome um, 
his person. I'll just read out the uh, the results for the businesses. I'll, I'll, I'll give them all a plug this week. Um, so starting for the 20th as well on Florist, 19th the Logo Lady, 18th was Joe Joe Printing, 16th was Advanced Dental Group in Wallen, 16th was Bendigo Bank in Wallen, 15th was Wallen Tyres Centre, 14th was Ferguson Player down here in Wallen, 13th was Celebrations in Wallen, 12th was Twin Guns Contracting, 11th was CCA Financial Planners in Kilmore, 10th was Valley Produce, 9th was Les Bakery, 8th was CCEA Financial Planners in Melbourne, 7th was our local paper, North Central Review, 6th was Bendigo Bank in Broadford, 5th was our Mr H at the Fish and Chip Shop, Wallen Fish and Chips, 4th was Trek Land Services, 3rd Pretty Sally Home in Home Hardware, 2nd was City Fresh, and uh, the winner this week was Bendigo Bank in Kilmore. But this week we have on the line the man himself, Mr Pretty Sally himself, <laughs> How are you, Shane? Good, Charlie, and yourself? Did you like that, mate? No, so it was it's fantastic. From pretty Sally Home Hardware here in Walden, mate. Again, um, yeah, there you go, mate. You're um, on the radio. Your, your sister, Robin, hopefully she'll be listening. Um, she uh, She's always asking about how a pigeon went. So uh, it went well this week, and she's not here. I know. It's, it's, it's not right, is it? No, it's not right. Now, Ivan's got a couple of questions to ask you. So, Ivan. Yes, mate. Um, Shane, how did you get involved in it? Did Charlie come up to you and buy something in the hardware store and say you want to race pigeons, or how did it, how did it come about? Oh, Charlie's always in, in the hardware. So, no, I've, I've known Charlie for well, – the family's known Charlie for quite a few years, and I've, we've known that he's, he's done pigeons, but to be quite honest, didn't really know anything about him. And he come in and – and asked whether we were interested, and I thought, well, Charlie's been supporting us, so we'll support him, and it's turned out to be uh, quite a lot of fun. So what do you think of the whole concept? No, it's good. Um, to be quite honest, probably really didn't know much about pigeon racing, and and yeah, Charlie's Charlie's in the shop all the time telling us about it, and and where we, we keep on saying to him that we're our pigeons he's got to feed it differently so but we seem to have got there this week we got third yeah well that's good now have you given your pigeon a name no we haven't actually ah, well you know what you've got to give your pigeon a name get a photo of it and stick it up in the hardware store so everybody can see your pigeon good idea <laughs> charlie you got to organize that mate well i might get one um i'll get a name badge and put it on a and put it on robin how's that that that's 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 a plan. Yeah, that will fix her up. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get one for Robin and put a little uh, badge. She will walk <laughs> around the shop with this pigeon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's good, mate. Um, and it's good to see you got the poster there. So you got to see all your, your competitors there at the front of your window there on the shop. Oh, I think Charlie, it's good for the for the community, good for the businesses as well. And um, you know, I suppose in in, in these tough times over the last. 18 months, it's, 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 you know, it's obviously good to support yourself, Charlie, but also, you know, um, something a little bit different for all the, um, the, the local businesses. All right, thanks for being on Pigeon Radio Australia, Shane. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And it's time to say goodbye. So it's goodbye to you, Tony Barbara. Goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, Devan. Goodbye, Tim Center, and goodbye to everybody around the world. And it's goodbye to Mr. B1, Tony McPherson.
Yeah, goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, B2, and goodbye, Charlie. And All right, and Charlie Gretsch, goodbye to you, mate. Yeah, no worries. Goodbye, everybody, and um, we'll see you all or catch you all again next week. Yes, same time, same station here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio, all. So, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon.